fantasy edition of the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. Uh, joined by Tony Jigsaw Cotillo and Mr. John Coker. And, John, we still don't have a name for this yet. You know, we've been on like a two-month hiatus, though. So, I, you know, I, I give us a break. Vacations, family stuff taking over. We, there, there was right? a lot of fantasy baseball prep and drafting and all that stuff. And Needed like, our mind to yeah, ease up, well, right? You only get a month. I've, <laughs> I've been working on the fantasy football, you know, 400-plus projections I did. 400-plus, and, 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 and we're going to get into them a lot. Uh, you know, fantasy is training camps a week away, so – you know, the inevitable injuries are going to start to happen. The storylines are coming out. There's already being mock drafts. I personally think it's way too early for a fantasy football draft right now. Uh, I'm the guy who likes, like, three days before the season. I really like that whole, like, Labor Day weekend, right after Labor Day, before that Thursday night game. I'm, that really intrigues me. I try to get my drafts in that spot. Uh, I don't like them early because, listen, there's so many different storylines a team is going to go through, so much adversity they're going to face, so many unknowns. So I'd rather have a constant flow if I could. And I think a way to do that is to look past August into September, that three- or four-day window. I think that's when you get your best results. Uh, but let's look at, before we get into anything projection-wise, let's get into some of the top storylines. We'll go around the league a little bit, and we'll look at some things, and we'll get your opinion on get my spin on it. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill coming into this season, uh, you know, I know we talked off air. You were like, yeah, you know, when I did my projections, I was already thinking he was going to miss at least four games. Four, four games right? is what I estimated. Yeah. And, and a lot of people thought, I thought it would be more. I thought he had a chance not to even play this year, in my opinion. Oh, because, early on right? when the That's news saying, first right? came out. And then, oh, it was bad. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if charges were dropped. Retracted or, or, yeah, statements. Right. People got bought off. You know how that shit works. <laughs> so, you know I mean? Come on. We, we watch enough SVU to see all that stuff yeah. goes down. But, uh, or I should say Chicago PD. But. Hank Voigt, love Hank Voigt, by the way. Yeah. Uh, he'd be a top fantasy guy, in my opinion. Uh, but Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, unbelievable year last year. Yeah, his quarterback throws 50 touchdowns. I think Tyreek caught 14 of them. Uh, you know, I think he had somewhere between like 1,685 well, yards that, or something. He, he well, had a lot of yards, yeah, 14, 1,479, right. but the, the touchdowns. 1,500. How many um, touchdowns did he have? 12. 12. All right, so I was too off. That's what put him over the edge. I mean, he only had the 87 receptions, but he makes the most of it. Only? You know? 87 is a big number. Well, and then the, add in another 150 rushing with a touchdown. Well, that's what and I was that, going to say. That's the bonus because he, you yep. figure that right there is an extra 21 points. Exactly. I mean? Fantasy-wise, this is a fantasy episode, so we go a little more in depth there. But, yeah, that well, the key for him, if he's – only going to catch the 87 balls and only still good. But you know how, how quirky touchdowns can be? You know, he had 12 this year, seven last year, That's six a year before. And that he he put up a lot of yards on 87 catches. So but, is he going to maintain 17 yards a catch? But here's the thing, though. I don't think you can run it back to 2017. That's true. Because now you're talking Alex Smith. It's a different team. As opposed to Patrick yes, Mahomes. absolutely. So, but 17 yards a catch when you're doing that on 87 balls, that's a tough thing to do. It, that's uh, what agree. it is. It's because of, you look at the 12 touchdowns, that's because he broke so many long ones. So once again, it's kind of like, how many big plays, how many 50-yard touchdowns is he going to get? And you can't predict if that number is going to be three or seven. And that's a difference between being a top three receiver or just a top ten. And he was always known, in my opinion, 
uh, even nationally as as a gadget guy at first. Was he going to be? You know what I mean? Was he? Yeah. Was he actually going to be able to? You know, to encapsulate the wide receiver mold. You yeah. know, or was he just going to be that gadget guy? Yep. Guy comes in and does the reverses, yeah, or, right. right? You know, throw a little sweep out of the backfield. What everybody wanted Percy Harvin to be. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but he was for a couple of years. He, he yeah. was stud. And then what? It was the migraines and hamstrings. Yeah, I migra- think. Yeah, he got hurt. I mean, he he was a uh, he was the number one pick, first round pick one year. Yep. Right. Was that was that before he went to that was Minnesota? Right. That was before he went he, to Buffalo. Yeah, right? I believe. Yeah. And so I mean, he go to Seattle. Yeah, he did go to Seattle. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's where he kind of just yeah. fell off the map. But, yeah, I mean, you look at those guys, and, and, and a reason why I, I mentioned Tyree Kill is because, just like you said, John, you don't, you, you don't know from year to year where these guys are going to fall. And with, I would say the top maybe, see if you agree with this, maybe like the top 10 receivers, there's probably only about maybe 20 points that differentiates the, 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 the 10. Yeah. Right. So it's like yeah. you're you're going to get maximum value if a guy scores an extra couple touchdowns, or you're going to get minimal value if a guy doesn't score a couple touchdowns. So it, you know that's really what it's going to become down to. Yep. So yep. You know, when we go over our list later, we'll see where you know the Tyree Kill factor, but more of a, a national storyline. You know, after Tyree Kill, obviously that that Kansas City team has been in uh, the TMZ spotlight. You know, because of the Kareem Hunt situation as well, who's now in Cleveland, he will miss eight games. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, here's a guy you could probably draft in one of the very, very late rounds, stash on your bench, but is it even worth it? Because no. will Nick Chubb just excel in that role anyway to where Kareem Hunt's always just going to be a second fiddle, even if he can get himself into shape enough to be productive this year? Right. Well, a lot of question marks. Hey, there, there's a lot of question marks on a running back staying healthy, taking a pounding all the way through, you know, the, Absolutely. Towards the end of the season. So even when Hunt comes back, you figure he's suspended through week nine. He's not going to be engaged in gameplay until week 10. All right. Look, at week 10, Kareem Hunt, I'm not wasting a draft pick on this guy in the eighth, 10th round. Your team's already drafted. What's he going to do? You're you're probably not going to be in playoff position if you're wasting that pick. You're going to get what half of a guy for three games at the end of the year, and you have no idea. You know, you don't even know what that team's going to be like. What if they came on and went four and twelve? You're right. Or they were, you know, what I mean, or they are sitting at two and eight. Not that I expect it. Even you know, I think they're going to have a good team, but it's on paper. No, it's you're on right. paper. You're right. I mean, but but the thing is, though, that's when you take your chances, right? I mean, you talk about – I'm talking about late, late, late. Oh, right? If, if we're looking – I'm yeah. talking like 12, 14th round yeah, where I'll I'm t- taking take IDPs a, and kickers. See, well, and with the problem that you run into, it also depends on the league setup if, and bench spots. If right. You, if you don't have enough bench spots, what's the chances that you might even not be able to hold on to them? until he comes back well that's the thing too you never know i mean it, it, listen and, and that's a good question because as we get more in this discussion the the trend of fantasy football especially running backs by committee has really changed the landscape right so essentially two years ago you have a guy in mark ingram and alvin kamar who there were some teams that were starting both of them 
a weekly yep. basis. So I think they both ended up top twenty. They, they did, sure. which is unbelievable. Yep. So you know when you th- you know and you have the other mindset that you know you have the number one. You know, say it's uh, anybody. Say you know it's Christian McCaffrey. Who you know? Who should be the overall number one producer for the Carolina Panthers? You never know. It, you know, is, is he is is he going to get infringed on when it comes to carries? Is a guy like uh, you know Mark Ingram out there in Baltimore? Same thing. I mean, you know, is is his number two? Which who was his number two out there? Well, in, last year in Baltimore, Gus, it was Gus Buck Edwards, Allen, right? Gus, Gus Edwards or Gus Edwards, yeah. right? So. You know, you have all these scenarios that you're you're never really sure what's going to happen. So that brings me to Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon is essentially holding out. And from all the reports I read, it's not going to end nice, right? Uh, and I, I say nice, you know, just to, to put a nice positive spin on it. But if anybody has followed the San Diego Chargers, the San Diego Chargers do not spend money. They do not pay their guys. They do not extend their guys. The only guy on that team that 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 you'll ever see has got an extension is Philip Rivers. That's it. So the Melvin Gordon thing. Melvin Gordon is either going to have to shut up, come in and play, or he's going to have to demand a trade and do the Lev Bell thing and maybe even hold out the whole year. So for a fantasy perspective, you're going into the draft, and I'm going to tell you, Melvin Gordon for me is a top three running back. He really is when he's healthy. The, the workload that he gets and the passing attempts that he, or the the receiving attempts that he gets okay the and, and the constant constant push you know with Philip Rivers running that offense makes him to me a number three back but where do you draft him going in do you dra- like say we're say we're September one and we're fancy draft September one and Melvin Gordon is still holding out hey do, do you draft I mean listen. Your first or second round pick can make or break you. Yeah, it's all on the news. If it's if it's we're coming up on the season and he hasn't showed up, which means even when he comes, if he comes, like let's say he signs right before the thing, he still ain't going to be there for a couple of weeks. You're not going to be ready, he's, and he's not going to be we know in that. the right shape. Right? No, um, he falls. I mean, far. Only, far only because Lev Bell held out the whole year. Otherwise. That just doesn't happen. Right. But now it's the exact same situation. I, I mean, mean, it could and, be the Emmitt Smith thing. Remember, Emmitt Smith held out for two weeks. The Cowboys went zero and two. Then they come. Then he comes back and they and they run the table. Right. Right. So you you really don't know how this is going to play out. Well, but the, you know they have Eckler, they have Justin Jackson. I'm not saying that it's great. It's but not. When he was out last year, they still were able to do enough. You know what I mean? To because uh, I'll tell you what, he's only played one one season of sixteen games. Well, that's what I was going to say. And if you're his agent and you're seeing the Todd Gurley factor here, and you're thinking, you know, listen, the Rams put a shitload of money into Todd Gurley, he may never play again. At least, or even if he plays, not up to the same capabilities that he once was. So you you got to be sitting in your mind saying, wow, as an owner, do we we talked about this the shelf life of running backs, right? Yeah. It, it, it it's very very similar to Lev Bell. Now there might have yes. been some more friction in the locker room or whatever, but the point was, look, you know, from both perspectives, he wants his money because of injury. And you look at ownership. Why do I want to pay a guy? I, he was suspended the one year for four games. I mean, these are all red flags. Like Zeke, all these suspensions. Okay, they you know he's not going to be punished for his latest whatever incident in Vegas, but. 
it, it's still the concept that, you know, these guys are getting blemishes and they're not playing 16 games a year. Right. So if you have that, and we're seeing nowadays, you know, with the committee backs, why are we at a committee back? Because that number one running back isn't really that heck of a lot better than the maybe the backup. Isn't that crazy? And when you're talking about the millions of dollars difference that you're paying, you know, to lock one of those guys up versus riding an Eckler and a Justin Jackson, which are serviceable, you know, you're better off investing in the line and the defense. So does that, with that perspective, and we'll get into more of these storylines, do you hold a number one receiver in a higher stature than a number one running back? Or does it completely depend on the scoring style? And you're talking about fantasy. Yes, we're, we're talking about fantasy. fantasy. This is a fantasy right. episode. And, and Everything I'm, we talk about is fantasy unless perspective. Unless we say otherwise, I'm assuming a PPR. Yeah. Yes, okay. I'm always going PPR Good. because, listen, dude, if you're not a PPR, you're a we, dinosaur. We just, we just want to lay out yeah. the assumptions. Yeah, you know, you're a dinosaur right like if you're not doing a PPR. All right, so you're – And that could be half point, so, point, whatever you want. Right. you got to be doing PPR. Uh, there's tiers. I mean, I always, I, agree. I always end up drafting by tiers. And I'll tell you, as it stands right now – I don't care what my rankings say. After those top four running backs, I'm going Hopkins. So, 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 let me ask you: Who's your number one running back on your list? Barkley. Okay. So, with Zeke a close second. All right. So you can only pick one. Who's your number one wide receiver? D Hop. Hopkins. Okay. Barkley or Hopkins? Barkley. Okay. Zeke or Hopkins? Zeke. See, I'm going Hopkins. I, I, I just, I. Again, and Zeke's going to be another storyline we talk about, right? Another, you know, I heard today that he's not firmly uh, holding on to the idea that he hold out. It's like, you know, that team's going to have a lot of issues, okay? Because they're going to pay a lot of people, and you know, they're going to pay people on the offensive side of the ball. They're going to people on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to pay a guy like Brian Jones. They're going to pay their offensive line, Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott. They got to sign and Zeke Elliott. These guys are all, you know, on on the latter stage of their their early entry deals so you know i don't really know if zeke's really going to get paid the way he wants to so he's gonna have to make a decision do i show up and how i play or do i hold out for a couple games and you know just to prove a point who knows you'd go hopkins over i would McCaff- go hopkins over, over mccaffrey zeke. over mccaffrey no i'm so McCa- you got mccaffrey too or you have him one i have mccaffrey one all right and and, and listen if he's listening out there sean shout out sean barber i mean you know sean michaels uh, you know, he he's my barber, not the WWE superstar Shawn Michaels, okay? But the actual barber, Shawn Michaels, uh, gives a mean fade. Uh, actually, Adam does cut my hair, but it's uh, Shawn's shop. But Shawn, when I go in there, we have some awesome, awesome fantasy discussions. And he tried to sell me two months ago. As soon as I walked in, every time he hits me, hits me all the time. He goes, Tone, Tone, I was listening to this show. Uh, I was doing some research, buddy. And I'm going Christian McCaffrey number one overall. I said, what? Two months ago, I was like, wow. Now, now, granted, let me preface this by saying last year when I was all over Christian McCaffrey, Sean was like, uh, I don't know, man. You know, and I was like, oh, I, w- I was with I, Sean. I, you right? Know, you were saying what a lot of people were. I, I didn't think the workload would that, be there. Again, North Turner effect, people. North Turner. That was the whole thing. North Turner. But anyway, so Sean said number one. I was like, I mean, I don't know, man. Number one, number one. I'll tell you what. The more I look at who is at the top, uh, you know, and, and basically Saquon and basically Zeke, okay, I look at the issues that Zeke may come about, 
okay, that he's bringing upon himself. So to me, that's a question mark. I'm looking at Saquon as a superior talent, yes, but a team to me that is in shambles, that we really don't know what the New York Giants are going to be, right? So one year removed, you got game film. I think the biggest thing for me about Christian McCaffrey was I was afraid of the Cam Newton effect. Cam Newton had off-season shoulder surgery, wasn't sure was he going to be ready for the start of the season. And if not, I was not enthused with what they were going to have in a backup quarterback spot, which means everybody was going to zone in on Christian McCaffrey and his numbers would essentially go down a la David Johnson. But news came out, Cam's doing good. You know, he, he expects to be ready for game one, start of the season. That changed my perspective completely. Not to mention seeing a picture of Christian McCaffrey looking like Commando. Okay, this dude was unbelievable. And I don't mean, you know, going Commando. I mean looking Commando. I mean, this dude is ripped. And I think that he liked what he did last year, and I think in his mindset, he could even do more if he was a little more bulked up. And I think that's what he did. So I think overall, yes, I'm going McCaffrey number one. That's interesting. I can't go. I'm not, I, I know you can't. It. I, I, well, I know you're not against it, yeah. but I, you know, you, and listen, let me tell you the audience out there. John does, the, these are not, you know, these sheets are not pulled off of ESPN, NFL Network, Road World. You know, this is his own logistics, his own analytics. This is exactly what he does for a living. So, you know, these, I, these I got, numbers he comes up this with. Is, this is a draft it, kit. Right. I pop in my school. Yes. I got a, a Excel file, pop in my, just like any of the apps you have, pop in your scoring system, pop in the number of teams. You even, I got drop downs when you select a player who's left and available, all those things, and I have my personal projections in there. So it's a one-stop shop. Man, this this coffee is insane. Can I throw can I throw a creamer on a fancy list real fast? Sure. Cinnabon. No, Have you ever had the Cinnabon no. creamer? No, I don't. Let me let me tell you, man. You know, I'm trying. It, it's going to sound like an oxymoron here, okay? Because I'm trying to cut a lot of sugar out of my diet. Uh, you know, obviously, when you look at me, you wouldn't be able to tell right now, but I'm doing the best I can. But uh, you know, I was a heavy sugar guy on my coffee, heavy. Heavy, like I was a guy walking to Dunkin' Donuts was like, "Yo, let me get an extra, extra." Like, oh wow, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it was to the point where I get the cup and there was still sugar on the, on the outside of the cup. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so, so I, 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 I slowly backed off to just a regular cream and sugar. I tried cowboy style black. I can't do it. So now I've been introduced to the Cinnabon creamer. That and I love me a Cinnabon. Okay, so now I'm no sugar. I'm just now. Yeah. I know there's sugar in the Cinnabon creamer. I well, get it. And no, right. When when you do use those flavored creamers, right. you don't need the sugar. No. It's like it's already infused. But at least <laughs> I'm not putting the 18 scoops of sugar in there. Yeah. The way I look at it, so I probably save myself about four scoops. But I'll tell you what, man, it's not like, like drinking a cinnamon bun. Look, coming out <laughs> of coming out of college and in the first job, they had coffee like for the employees or whatever all day. You know, pots and this and that. I cannot do powdered creamer. Oh, that's brutal. Could not do it. The coffee, man. So I could not do it. I just started drinking it black back when I was 22 years old, and I haven't gone back. If I put, if I get something with sugar and cream, which I did maybe once, twice over the past 20 years, it tastes like a dessert to me. It doesn't even satisfy the coffee craving. It's, It's like dessert. I can't. I can't. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. And let let, let me just tell you, uh, you know what our plans are here, uh, Heat Ratio Sports. So, 
Uh, we're going to be introducing some articles on a weekly basis uh, for phillyinfluencer.com, which obviously if people don't know. Obviously, I'm a part of that team over there. I do all the social media on Facebook. Uh, my girl at Candace McLean does all the stuff on Twitter. She does an amazing job. Okay. And we're going to hook up with John John, John Jansen. Uh, He's a producer. This is a producer at Sirius. He actually works for us as well, affiliateinfluencer.com. And me, him, and John are going to put out some stuff every week. And then we're going to have some fun with it, right? It's just going to be, listen, everybody can do the normal, hey, here's my top 20. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, that gets old and repetitive, and it gets yep. old, right? So we're going to put a different spin on it, you know. And you know, one week we may talk about uh, best tailgates. One week we may talk about, you know, what's your fancy list for, you know, draft foods. What's your fancy list for week to week preparation? I mean. Just so many different things. We'll add the players in there as well. Uh, but we're just going to have a little fun with it, which I think will be cool. So look out for that. That should start next week. Uh, but get back to the running backs. And we talked about Gordon. We talked about Zeke a little bit. I got to talk about Gurley. I got to ask about Gurley. And I got to ask about what do you even think of the situation? Because this is such a weird thing because – you know, we watched him in the Super Bowl. We watched him before the Super Bowl in the playoffs, down the stretch. Is he hurt? What's really going on? Then it was like, oh, well, you know what? You know, it's really not that serious. But then he plays two plays. He goes back out. You don't see him again for two weeks. Uh, you know, this is the franchise player on that team right now besides Jared Goff. They paid him a crap load of money. Or, or like John would say, a crap ton. Yeah, right? Crap I like ton. that one. A crap ton. But what, as a fantasy perspective, where does he go, man? Like where, like I mean, you haven't really even heard anything, right? Right? I mean, it's been silent. You can play both sides of the coin. Right? Look, okay, he has a degenerative knee issue and he missed games last year. Those are facts. You're Those right. Those are facts. But there hasn't been anything that he's not going to be ready for week one. There hasn't right. been. But okay. there's also okay. a guy they with a degenerative knee issue sitting out there in the NJJA that can't sign anywhere. So that's what I'm thinking about. You know, right. it's scary. But go ahead. Well, I mean, look, he, he's a young guy. He doesn't even have a ton of mileage. No. Right? I mean, you don't know, especially even with the medical treatments, now that they, he knows that he has a degenerative. I don't know when he officially found out, but I didn't hear about it until last fall. I don't think anybody fall. knew. So, yeah. Do you think they would have signed him if they knew? Well, probably not. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they would have. I think that was hush hush. Well, he got his money. It was like, all right, possible. man. <laughs> I mean, possible. hey, good for him because those owners can cut you like a bad habit right. real fast. So yep. I'm all good with that. Yep. I'm all good with that. Yeah. So uh, look, I don't see him playing an effective 16 games. That's for sure. I mean, I'm. I would say you pencil him in for 12, and I think when he plays, he'll get a nice workload. Um, you know, is he going to be getting 20 carries a game? No, but I see him getting, you know, 13 to 15. So, you know, I'm not taking him in the first round. I'm a big believer in you don't take question marks in the first round because if that question, if if you're 50-50, you don't know if this guy's going to be able – he might not be able to play half the season. I mean, you never know. That's a scary so, part. You know, he could. I don't see him playing 16. I, I don't mean, see I don't either. expect it, but – if that's your first round pick and he don't play half the season, you might as well just uh, hold, right. the, hold the money up and let the wind blow it away. I, you know, so and, and I don't I'm, know about and, and I'm not else. willing to take that chance. I would, I would rather guarantee that I'm in, I'm in talks in week eight than having this dude, you know, mess up and you're in the tank. I agree. I, I'm not touching him. There are certain guys, and I don't know how how the audience feels about this, but to me, there are certain guys 
on the list that I will not touch. I just won't touch. Like I'm go- like last year I went in. I don't care what everybody said about Lev Bell. I said I'm not touching him. I don't give a shit if it's a twelfth round. I'm not touching them because you know why? I don't want the headache. I have yep. enough to worry about, right? Yep. You're probably in three or four leagues. I'm in three or four leagues. We're analyzing leagues. We're doing talk shows. We're doing radio shows. Like, I don't have time to worry about if Lev Bell is going to come back or sign. So I want no part of it. Injuries, I can't help. I draft the guy in the first round. He goes down to week two. Aaron Rodgers busts a knee. Nothing I can do about that, right? It's inevitable. Right. Things happen. Yep. But I can control yes. these situations, yes. Yes. right? Yes. So I'm not talking that, that, it, dude, I'm not talking it's, it's the fragile Freddie Taylor effect. Fred, right. Absolutely. You, everybody, dude, he was spectacular when yes. he was on the field. You always want him, and then, boom, he's some type of injury, something. He's not on the field. If he ain't on the field, he ain't scoring for no. you. No. I mean, and it ha- Leonard Fournette's another guy. Leonard Fournette has all the talent in the world. But you know what? I'll never draft him because he can never stay well, on the field. And and let, let, <laughs> let me just go back to, you know, when you said Hopkins and kind of where he okay. falls. And this is just something that we're all going to have to deal with, you know, in draft season. When you take Hopkins, that, like early, you got to figure out what is your running back situation going to be. Because you got to look at that group that you're hitting up on the second round if you're taking him at five, or you know, if you you would take him at four or three, DeAndre Hopkins, on, yeah, I would take him at number two. Two, the only guy so I'm you, drafting above so him is take, Christian McCaffrey. So, so you take oh, yes. even more than Barkley? Yes. Wow. Yes, I would take yeah, him hey, at number two. Every, you got valid points on all of them. We all have it. We got to fit weigh weigh the situation. You know, I Barkley. The, it's not a good team, but it wasn't a good team. It last wasn't a good year. team last year. You're so, right. You're right. Yeah, it is what it is. I just think it's another year of film, another year of preparation uh, that I think, you know, you did see some teams shut him down and shut that offense down towards the end of the year. Well, and that's the type of player he is, though. I mean, you know, yeah, shutting down the offense, you get out of the game plan, but he's so effective in the passing game, too. So that's that's the one plus. It's not like you're going to be down a bunch of points and now all of a sudden, you know, Chubb's out of the game and Duke Johnson's in. Right. So you don't really have that same situation. No, but, uh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a good team. It wasn't a good team last year. When he gets shut down, look, sometimes the holes just aren't there. And sometimes he makes spectacular plays. Think about how many long runs that he broke. That's how it was. He was probably getting stuffed a lot because he broke a lot of runs. I, uh, and that's me, just that's his ability. Like you watch him uh, on the field, like watching highlights of him last year. I uh, I don't think I don't know if I even have Barkley on a team, but man, watching his highlights, I I just loved it. So I you know I'm going by my draft style this year is going to be completely different. Okay, uh, I always was a big running back, a big wide receiver guy. Anyway, I was, but I still let the running back flow. For some reason, I always wound up with that. And again, I know John last every time says I, my my money league is a very unique style of a league. Okay, you don't have to start two running backs, two receivers, a tight end. That's hogwash. You could start to run and shoot, man. You could go five wide if you want. Doesn't matter. The only rule that we have is you cannot start more than three running backs. That's it. And that was because back in the day, everybody was running back heavy. So now, essentially, I could take that rule out because nobody start more than two anyway. But that's regardless. So. I would, the guy that drafted above me last year, or I, I should say right behind me, uh, which he, I, I was at number nine last year, I think. No, I was at, I'm sorry, I was at eight. The guy behind me at nine. So I was at eight, 
and the guy at nine, we we were in the Super Bowl together. So I was I was so back and forth at who I was going to take at eight. I, I you know I was like, you know who do I take? Who do I take? Who do I take? Who do I take? So at the end of the day, I was sitting there and it was between running back, and it was it was between receiver. It was like, man, I, I don't know what to do. It was Melvin Gordon, or do I take? Uh, Michael Thomas, right? So I took Melvin Gordon. That's who I took. The guy behind me took Michael Thomas. On the way back, he took Odell Beckham Jr. In the third round, he took Mike Evans. Okay, so this guy was hot heavy on the receiver core. He won the Super Bowl. So I'm telling you right now, in a passing league, in a league that will continue to defy the odds when I turn on the fourth quarter of a Chicago Bears game, and T- Tariq Cohen has two fancy points with eight minutes left, and at the end of the game he has 40 because he scores two touchdowns off a pass. And run. Like, anything can happen in the NFL anymore, anything, yeah. and it all happens through the air. So I'm telling you right now, I am so wide receiver heavy this year. I may not even draft more than one running back. I may just go all wide because I just think I am so sold on the wide receiver position. I really am. Uh, which we're going to get into in a second. One last person I want to ask you about before we get into some underappreciated guys or underrated guys is Joe Mixon. Now, you know, there's a, a regime change out there in Cincinnati. First year on Marvin Lewis is not at the helm. Uh, Andy Dalton is, you know, Andy Dalton. That's all I can say. He is who he is. Okay. A, a, uh, A.J. Green. Another guy who's all the talent in the world just seems to always get hurt, right? Tyler Boyd had a really good year last year. He showed flashes when he was able to be on the field, okay? So they have a nice little two-game out there. Joe Mixon had a really good year last year, right? Uh, another guy said I would never draft because I don't draft people to punch their girlfriends. That's just my opinion, okay? But I have a feeling he takes another step this year. But the, the, the problem is the offensive line. Uh, you know, and John just afforded me of as of last night's show that their top pick has a torn labrum out the year. So they 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 were trying to bolster that position, um, and it backfired and something to be under control. My question is, Joe Mixon, where is he at? Is he outside that top five, or is he hanging like five? Nah, he he's outside. I always had him outside of the top five. I mean, he's he's in that group of question marks. You know. Lev, a lot of question marks. Lev Bell's going to a team with a, a what? A definitely a bottom ten offensive line. It's a whole whole different ball game. Right? <clears throat> True. And Melvin Gordon, we already touched on. Gurley, yes. we touched on. Yes. You know, who? Uh, James Conner possibly splitting care. You know, getting some work out of Samuels, and you don't know if he could hold up. It's just one after another after another. You know, of that group of running backs. But so he's he's in there. I could see him going as high as you know eight or nine, or as low as, you know, end of the second round. Well, here's reality. my argument for you. Okay, this is this is strictly John's list, okay? John's PPR rankings. His running backs above Joe Mixon. He has Joe Mixon ranked at eight on his list. He has Barkley, Zeke, C-Mac, Kamara, David Johnson, James Conner, Lev Bell. I would argue to you that I would actually move Mixon all the way up to four. And I know, it, you know, only because, listen, at question marks, right? Before the injury, that's kind of where I right. was going. So I, I still think the one that 
I still think, again, he's a rookie player, okay, who got hurt. So he had such a good year last year on the line that they already had in place. I think maybe, you know, another year of camaraderie, a a different scheme. You never know how it's going to work. I think he'll still excel. And I look at all these guys ahead of him. Okay, Lev Bell, I have no idea what to think of him in, 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 with the Jets. James Conner, I really didn't, I wasn't that sold on him as being the number one guy. I think they, they you know, they insert Samuels out there and they, they drafted somebody too, correct? Yeah. All right, so they, they have kind of like a, a three-headed horse out there, okay? And David Johnson, listen, I, I don't know what to think of him right now. Well, similar to Lev Bell, right? it's same the thing. same offensive line that, that was there last. Like yeah, they but he didn't have upgraded. a threat. Right, they they really didn't have a threat, and, and they had a, a broken system, I think, out there. I really do. Josh Rosen was just a guy who really didn't give you anything. Right, like he didn't. There was no. Listen, we talked, you know, in nauseum on on this show and on other shows about Baker Mayfield and the intangibles he has as a leader because he's such a high energy person behind. The, the helm. He's such a guy. He gets in your ass. He gets you fired up. Josh Rosen wasn't doing any of that. And you just felt it. Even when you watched the game, you felt it. You've seen Larry Fitzgerald kind of play down to expectations because he just wasn't having fun, right? So I think that's a little different. I think you can't really look at that in the David Johnson era, okay? So I still don't think he's going to be back, but I think he will move up. But if, if you're asking me right now, I look at that list that we just read, I'm putting Joe Mixon at four, man. I'm big on Joe Mixon well, this year. And, you know, you were talking about wide receivers, and I mentioned tiers. And what I'm doing after Kamara goes, I'm going Hopkins, Julio, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, maybe even Juju before I go back to running backs. Can I ask you why Julio Jones is number two? He led the league in receiving last year. He, but but he, he, was, did, he was third in catches. He wasn't consistent. No, he wasn't consistent. You're right. The mo- who was the most consistent receiver in the league last year for fantasy purposes? I would, I would think Hopkins. No, it's Devontae Adams. Well, so, you yeah, know, it was I, Devontae look, Adams. It, and that, that's With all the well quarterback good. who was hurt, by the way. Correct. But last year, and look, I always try not to put too much into the prior year. I mean, you have to look at all the circumstances. You can't just look at numbers and not know. You know, when, when we talked about Tyreek Hill, you can't look at his numbers from two years ago when he was with Alex Smith. You know, now he's with Mahomes. That that could be a oh, difference. Big, big difference. If you're, with the, if you're with the same quarterback and the same coaches, you, you know, there's aberrations in things. But, you know, the two years prior, he caught 74 and 75 balls. Then he shoots all the way up to 111. Now, granted, there were other receivers there. He always gets the touchdowns, but you know it was this was the first year that he really had significant, significant volume. Now Rogers, I, I believe, said he wants to get Adams the ball more, which is crazy. So, and I have Devonte Adams as one of my keepers this year. So I love Devonte Adams. Even my rankings, I project out stats, right? And these stats place a player based on points where they fall. When I go into the draft. I don't know that I'm taking Julio exactly because the consistency isn't there. Yeah, and that's what scares me about Julio. And, you know, just like I said, Devontae, this is the first year he went over 100 catches. You know, same thing with Julio. He doesn't get the touchdowns. You know, he had the one year that he, like, really blew up in touchdowns. Now, the past year wasn't as bad as Priors, but, um, you know, it's I have no problem with Adams there. I have no problem with Michael Thomas there. 
He just love kept, Michael Thomas. He just gets so many short balls, which um, you know doesn't doesn't quite help. But he runs them short routes. You know, eleven point two yards per catch. So if he's not catching one hundred twenty five balls, that's I I infatuated with the wide receiver position because uh, I just think every time I'm like you know a scoreboard junkie I am. And I love the red zone. Uh, there's nothing like fantasy football Sunday. Okay, 1 o'clock. This is my ultimate scenario. My ultimate scenario is Eagles game Sunday night. Sunday night football. Or even Eagles game 425. Okay? Because I love watching the red zone for the first part of the day. The only thing that sucks is that red zone is either going to Hurt your attitude or help your attitude yeah. for the rest of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're riding the cloud if at, you know, 2 o'clock, you know, you have six of your guys play and they're producing. Uh, you know, I hate when my whole team plays at 1 o'clock. That's another thing I hate. Yeah. Right? I've actually, this is crazy, okay? But I've actually taken guys out of the lineup. Because. Yes. <laughs> just to get some late to play. To get some late play. Okay. <laughs> Or now, because DraftKings and FanDuel are so big and gambling is, is essentially legalized, uh, you know, I think what will be key this year is, okay, you know what? I don't I don't have to do that because I'll just throw a, a, a DraftKings lineup together. You know what I mean? that That's only for 4 o'clock well, or only for 8 o'clock. Every football, right. uh, every every Sunday I throw multiples. I sometimes, Some I'll do a, a couple all-day DraftKings. Then I'll do some just one o'clocks, and I'll do like the four o'clocks, the eight o'clocks. I don't do I don't bet big no, numbers, but I will tell you what, I did really well on um, I forget what they if it was the arcade mode where there, there's a captain spot, and okay, then you, and then you pick five players. Doesn't matter. It's just you got to get in the ca- in the salary cap, but the captain spot costs one point five times his regular salary. You get one point five times the number of fantasy points. So it's like you've got to pay up for more of them. But I I got – I hit – I mean, for betting three, five bucks, I hit for a few hundred a couple times. One was Philip Lindsay, put him in the captain spot. His numbers were cheap. He ended Phillip up getting two, two touchdowns. Or it, To me, it just screamed like this is – this is I think he's going to do the best, and he was like six cheapest. So I really enjoy doing that, you know, just throwing three bucks on it, and then I got a reason to watch, you know, even a crappy Thursday night game or whatever. Well, that's what's really cool about DraftKings, and that's why I think people fall in love with the concept, which is really neat. And I like how you can kind of, like you said, there's all different modes, and you know, there's different systems that you can play. So speaking of that, I, I threw a, a little question out on Twitter today uh, before the episode, and basically uh, want to ask what your top three would be. And it was, you know, let's do something again. I, I try to come up with some different things for this show because, you know, to hear me and John just talk about one through ten on a list is like listening to the Charlie Brown teacher in the classroom trying to figure out what they're saying. I mean, it's just like it's like watching paint dry. It's not fun. Okay, so, you know, we, we will have the rankings, like I said, week to week, so you'll be able to get a piece of John's mind that way. But for right now, for this show and for the, you know, the preceding shows, we're going to do some fun topics. So one would be, what is your top three? Now, it could be, you know, what are your top three in each position? 
But for 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 my for my focus, I'm asking, what are your top three? If you could only get going to fantasy season, with one quarterback, one running back, and one receiver for the entire year, can't change. Okay, that's the thing. Can't change week to week. You're drafting three players, and that's it. And those when they're on a bye, you just don't get the points. You're talking three guys for the whole year. That's who you're rolling with. Who would your big three be? And any any positions, any, or you want to go? No, I want one running back, right. one okay. receiver, and one quarterback. Okay, we're just wiping tight ends right out. And if you're so infatuated with a tight end, then you have to use him instead of your wide receiver spot. That, that makes sense, right? So, so I I, I thought we, we we got some interesting play on it, and some people had some interesting scenarios. Okay, my boy Lee, who you know you can follow him on Twitter. I think he's uh, at L Nelson eighty one, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Okay, but uh, he writes that he did three and three and three. So I'm going to just take his first three. Okay, so his first three is Mahomes, McCaffrey, Hopkins. Which I think is is going to be a popular pick. Yep. So all year they're the three catcher rolling with. I don't really think you can go wrong with a lot of these picks, but I think there's a little science that has to go into it, right? I I, I think you have to look at more like we talked about Pat Mahomes. Is he going to be able to replicate what he did last year? Okay. So is he going? Are are they going to figure him out in year two? I don't know. Will he ever be figured out? Can you figure out a no-look pass? Right. Well, <laughs> right that, that is true. I'm just man. saying. That is true. Uh, I, I, I'll, get, I'll definitely give you yeah, that. Yeah, well, we we talked, you know, before we went on air about, you know, is, is Mahomes really going to repeat what he did last year? I mean, you got to look look back historically at, at, uh, at all these guys that, you know, how many touchdowns? How would he have touchdowns last year? We Did we say 51? What? Fit. Or how many how many quarterbacks have really gone over, you know, what he's done? And there there's not many of them. So yeah, I mean, I still think he's number one overall. But you got to look at um, you got to look you got to look at you know can he can he sustain it? Peyton Manning didn't th- go back to back with fifty touchdowns. Uh, there's a lot of guys that haven't. So yeah. so so my boy Anthony. At Anthony Maziotti, works with FitlyInfluence.com, tweets in. He's in 10-man keeper league. He's like, I, I took a flyer on Mahomes in the 14th round last year. Yeah. Oh, that's a popular right? keeper, especially when you when it goes absolutely round. So his top three, he's going Mahomes, Hopkins, Saquon. What's, that's again, mine. Right? Is that yours? That's mine. That's yours. So uh, my girl Candace checks in. She goes, she gets Michael Thomas this year. She already had a draft. She says, I had a 12th pick in a draft already this year. She's like, some weirdo took Cam Newton with his first pick. That move gifted me Michael Thomas at 12. So what's, that is yeah. odd why you would take Cam Newton at number 11 yep. overall. It's, but those people are out there, dude. You yeah. just don't know what they're thinking. you know. And, and I'll tell you, everybody has their own style. You know, it, I, I, they really do. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it really hard to fault these people. It really is. I mean, everybody has their own theories. That's what makes it so great. And who's your? Do you say who's your quarterback? I yeah, I didn't go yet. So you got mine. Uh, so the, we, we, we checking. I'm, I'm talking people checking on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, who else we got? Carson Wentz, Philip Lindsay, DeAndre Hopkins. Yo, Sam. This is, this is our boy Sam Harm at two two seven. I I don't know the, the Lindsey love. Um, Li, I, Lindsey, listen, Lindsey will never get drafted by Jigsaw again 
because he's one of those guys that start to ca- and then just bury me at the end of the year and you can show up. Keenan Allen will never get drafted by me. Philip Lindsay will never get drafted by me. They are on the do not draft list. I don't care if they're a number one pick in the draft. I'm picking somebody different because I'm not trusting them. They're like a like an ex girlfriend that did you dirty. She's gonna do you dirty again. So I want I want nothing to do with any of them. Okay, zero. I don't want. I no. Don't don't want no scrubs. I How's hear that? You. I so so hold on. I got one more. So I, I'm still a little. You know, my quarterback is up in the air, so I'll get to that in a minute, okay? But a lot of people checking in, geez. Uh, again, McCaffrey, Mahomes, and this guy put Saquon, too. Oh, OBJ, I'm sorry. No, DeAndre. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mahomes, Hopkins, McCaffrey. That, that That's that's a pretty pretty decent pick. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see. And I'm going to keep this going all year, all off season, and maybe we'll, you know, we'll see who who goes on top at the end of the year. But I think there's so many different scenarios and so many different ways to do it. Everybody, everybody's taking Mahomes, okay? Everybody, and it seems like the popular pick. I'm not going to take Mahomes. I knew you wouldn't because I I got to go against the grain. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go against one of the most underrated off season players that nobody's talking about and that's Aaron Rodgers so I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback because I'm just expecting big 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 things Christian McCaffrey would be my running back so I'm going AR I'm going C-Mac and I'm absolutely going DeAndre Hopkins I just I DeAndre Hopkins is my number one receiver hands down uh, I think the only question mark, I, I think mainly people are going to be Hopkins. I think, it, you know, mainly people are going to be Mahomes. I think maybe to run it back certain certain situations. But, yo, tweet us at Heat Ratio Sports or at PGHSound36 or at Ticketel23. Let us know who's your top three, okay, because we'd like to throw them up there. We'll maybe we'll get a list together, and we'll see who's to- on top at the end of the year. Talk about Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he's under? He's being overlooked because of yes. 35? Or is it just because of injury history? I think it's injuries and the performance of the team over the past couple of years. They new coach. They have new system. Right. But fantasy wise, they have not been the Packers of old that were always had Rodgers winning games for them, going deep into the playoffs. Yep. And, you know, I, I, I think the perception has definitely changed. Um, I believe I still have him as my number two quarterback. Yeah. Now, I won't have him or Mahomes on my team because people are going to be drafting oh, them earlier than way they high. need to. Um, way high. It, for him, it, it's health. I mean, it's health. That's his biggest issue. Yeah. His biggest obstacle of being Aaron Rodgers is just staying healthy. You're absolutely right. I mean, hands down. Uh, I, I just he, – he, he's – to me, though, he's being – overlooked in the sense that guys are are picking Brady and Breeze who are in their 40s over Aaron Rodgers at 35. And these guys have six years on Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, and, and don't, again, don't overlook the fact that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy did not get along. Don't overlook at the fact that there wasn't some deficiencies going on that sideline. Don't overlook the fact that Aaron Jones is a real deal running back. Don't overlook the fact that Devontae Adams is an absolute stud. Don't overlook these things because I'm telling you right now that Aaron, he's listening. 
And Aaron is one of the weirdest individuals you'll ever meet. Okay, he's a guy who doesn't even want. To, he sends birthday presents back because he doesn't talk to his parents. I mean, this this guy is strange, really, really strange. But I'll tell you what, the guy knows how to play football, and to think that he's not listening and he's not hearing right now, you're dead wrong. This dude is going to come out with a big chip on his shoulder, big, big chip, new coach, new system. I think the sky's the limit for Aaron Rodgers this year. And I think if I'm sitting there, fourth round, and Aaron Rodgers is there, I'm taking him every time, every time, over Luck, over Breeze, over Watson, over Mahomes. I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers will be the number one fantasy quarterback this year because I don't think Mahomes sniffs 50 touchdowns this year. No, he won't. He won't. He won't. I don't think he 50. sniffs it. Maybe 42, 43, I maybe. I don't. What do I have him at? I don't think I have him hitting forty. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I got him at thirty-seven. You do, but is that combined? I'm saying you, when I say forty-three, I'm saying oh, he's added talk, rushing touchdowns in there as well. No, I got, I got him with two. No, I wait. Where is he? Yeah, I still have him under forty. Yeah, I, so I, I think he'll hit that forty-two plateau. But I think, I think Rogers throwing forty-five this year. I think everybody it's remember. Possible. What? When was the year Breeze? in his late 30s, had that ridiculous touchdown year. Was that just a couple years ago? It was. I'm right there. Was, was that the Kamar and Ingram year? No. It was the year before that. Yeah. 2016, he had 37 touchdowns. you got to go back to 2012, he had 43. Right. Oh, 2011, he had 46. So, at 2011, or 2012, he had what? 2011, 46, 2012, 43. And guess what? How old was Drew Brees at? Yeah. 34, 35. Yep. So guess what? This is prime time for Aaron Rodgers. And I, I'm I'm all in on Aaron this year. I really am. The Magic well, Man will be back. It, it's the shiny new toys of Deshaun Watson and Luck reinventing I, his career. And that's what I, people put too much into the prior know, year than they really need to. I don't see the thing in Deshaun Watson. I've, can, I think I've mentioned this before, but are the Houston Texans the most – successful but most boring team you've ever watched in football like i'm serious that team could be in first place and i hear all about listen the the biggest excitement they have out there is deandre hopkins because you never know what kind of catch he's going to throw up there but besides that i'm sorry but o'brien is one of the most vanilla dudes you'll ever meet like i i don't even like the guy like he just has no demeanor whatsoever okay he's like charlie weiss's disciple on the sideline. I, I don't even like him. So I, I don't get the love for Watson. I don't. I Because I don't think he he's consistently on that plateau. I really don't. I think he, you know, I watch him, and I just don't think he has. I mean, people are saying, like, him and Mahomes, like, dude, I think you need to step it down a little bit. I don't think he's in Mahomes' neighborhood, if you ask me. That's just my opinion. You see the love? You got the love for him? He, I don't know. He, he's not – if you're just talking quarterback, you know, yeah. it's one thing. If you're talking fantasy no, quarterback, I'm talking, the, the, it's a again, different – to me, it's a different story. It's a fantasy show. Right. So, I'm putting it up there because I expect 500-plus yards t- um, rushing. All right? And that's what gives him the oomph. I mean, you look at – I think I got maybe five quarterbacks that I expect to rush for 500 yards or more. It's like Watson, Cam, Kyler Murray – and then you got Josh Allen and uh, Lamar Jackson, which I don't even put in the same category. But you have to take these stats into account when you're drafting your quarterback. 
Look, if if you know Josh Allen, he had a few hundred yard games. That even if he passes for two hundred yards, you're still picking up ten points on the rushing. And if he got that many rushing yards, he probably scored almost, a rushing touchdown. I almost picked him up a few times last right, year. Right, right. It's not that bad of a fill-in. No. When, if you could count on fifteen points uh, of rushing, what's he have to do? He has to get seven points passing. <laughs> what's like, his, uh, me and you could that, probably do that, dude. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, uh, that's if we, if we far, combined, but. maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you uh, throw three, uh, I'll throw three. Yeah, you play four quarters, <laughs> I'll play four quarters. Yeah, right. Um. Oh but, my you know, God! It, it's he, but he can. He's the guy that can pass for twenty-five touchdowns. Yeah, you know, he could. He could get four thousand yards passing. Where there's a cap on Lamar Jackson, he ain't gonna break three thousand. Dude, um, Allen, he 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 might get low three thousand, but that's the only reason why Watson is even up there in terms of just the quarterback. No, he is not in the same conversation as those guys. But I do see a top four tier of. Mahomes, Watson, Luck, and Rogers. So those, those are oh, to a, me are the tier. top four. It's great here. Luck's very intriguing, very intriguing. Um, so as we we roll, we, we've been almost an hour already. Dude, it's crazy. Yeah, fantasy. We could talk all day. Uh, so which, which is very enjoyable. So before we go, uh, you know, to, to throw another topic out there, give me some like a couple players that really really intrigue you that you may have listed lower but their ceiling is so high that you know they could they could go from like eight to two or like ten to three like really really basically we talk every year right we talk about guys who can win you a a, a super bowl yep right so and i mean is fantasy super bowl who what guys in your opinion. And again, these aren't going to be the guys necessarily you draft in the first round. They're going to be guys you draft maybe in the third round or fourth round that give you that first round exponential talent that you can back through with your first round and second round pick. So right. what, what is a guy or a couple guys off the top of your head, off your list that that, are, that, that get that category? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a starting lineup if you want to wow, hear a starting ahead, lineup. Man. I like it. All right. Now, look. look. I'm going I'm to throw this name out there. I'm not saying that he's going to be a top-five quarterback. All right? Okay. But I'm throwing out there he's going to surprise Jameis Winston. I, I, you like I the believe, Arians factor, don't you? I believe. Look, he had he had a lot of yards last year. He did. Okay. He that, did. That passing game, and I, I, I think he's going to be very undervalued. I don't want him as my starter. Who's throwing to out there I'm, besides I, Mike Evans? They got uh, Chris Godwin. They got O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard had a nice year. Yeah, Brate is the dude. They run the Cameron both Brate. Tight, they run both yeah, tight. Yeah, Brate had a nice, well. nice. And yeah. that was under Dark Cotter too. Yeah. So I mean, he he got enough weapons out there. You know, they, he just got to throw a ball, and he I still, like it. He still has something to prove. Like I like I said, it. I don't want him as my number one, but if I'm taking, I think he's going to be a, a surprising pick. I I'll take him as my number. Probably two. take him in the eighth or ninth round, and you know if he excells you into a first round go, talent, I'll even go later than that. Yeah. But he's going to hang around. There's a lot of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh, running back, I don't know how much. Dalvin Cook. I love Dalvin Cook. You know, little, little, people are not talking about Dalvin Cook. Yeah, he got to stay healthy. But I, I, I'm no thinking, Latavius Murray, right? No right. Latavius Murray this year. And like you said, stay healthy. This guy's a stud, right? Later round, later pick. Kenyon Drake. You All know, right. I mean, you oof. start looking there. Look, he he's no Gore. It's it's pitiful that he couldn't beat Gore out of the job when Gore was like fifty three years really, old. It really, is, you know what dude. I mean? That says but a lot. Whatever. They got Fitzpatrick back there. Don't they have that Bellage 
Yeah, Kellen Balaj. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He he had a couple shots. He didn't really impress. Fitz so Magic look, in Miami. So much wow. is about opportunity. Now opportunity. You're right. And now you have a better quarterback than Tannehill, in my opinion. You know what I mean? That's going to at least get the offense moving. Yeah, you, what if they play? Wait, you lo- what if you they like pl- Fitzpatrick over Tannehill? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes, I do. Wow, that's, Look, that's interesting. Fitzpatrick may throw throw eighteen picks, but I don't think Tannehill was that bad. I just think his system sucked. Well, uh, before whole, he tore his ACL, we were talking about Ryan Tannehill as being a really good quarterback. Yeah, you never know. When, you know, when you're on some of them bad teams. That's and what I'm saying. Coaching, I, I, you don't know what the actual player is. So I'd be, I'd be, I think he'll revitalize his career one day. Yeah. I do. So I'm going Kenyon Drake okay. as a later guy. You know, no, I don't want him as my two, but if I have him as a three or four and he performs like a two, receivers, I got these guys all ranked 20, 22, 23. All right. Cortland Sutton, Sutton with Denver, that he, he, that's a popular Joe pick. Flacco connection. Yeah. Well, he, dude, he's a red zone target. Now I'm going Sterling Shepard. You like that New York Giant guy, huh? What? Sutton. So, Somebody got OBJ's not there. I mean, Ingram's not going to catch 300 balls. Not just that. He can't stay healthy either. So, I'm going Sterling Shepard. He had some like decent Sterling games Shepard. whenever he it's was there. Pick. Like I said, these are guys that I'm not drafting as a starter, but I want to perform as a starter. And then my other one I'm going with is uh, Calvin Ridley. You never know when uh, when Julio's him. ankle's going to act up. <sighs> Even when it does, Ridley had a good year right. last year. right. So th- those are my three uh, three receivers that you know I think you could get later and could perform as a starter value. What, you you got something? Uh dude, I, I I got tons. I do. I talked about on on the show last night uh, that we did uh, our normal show, me, you, and Dave, and I mentioned Nelson Aguilar, and yeah. I'll, I, and I'm going to keep mentioning him, okay? Because where do you see Nelson Aguilar on your list on here, John? Oh, he's way, he's way, way down. down there, okay, way. he's way down. Fifty-three wide receiver. Okay, last year sixty-three catches, or is that your projection? That's my projection. All right, your projection is sixty-three for seven fifty-two and four touchdowns. Yep, he is going to blow that out of the water. Okay, you're going to draft Nelson Aguilar in probably the tenth to thirteenth round, at least, and, right? And he is going to put up first round numbers. Okay, in my opinion, he's a guy that nobody's looking at. He's a guy that nobody thinks. Again, I said last year Christian McCaffrey was going to be the number one overall back because of one word or one person, North Turner. Nelson Aguilar, again, I can't say this enough, is training with the best, one of the best receivers of all time, and Randy Moss. Nelson Aguilar is on a contract here. Nelson Aguilar already knows he's not getting paid by the Philadelphia Eagles. Nelson Aguilar is going to be a fantasy monster this year. You watch. Deshaun Jackson, he'll get his. Alshon, he'll get his. Nelson is going to have the most catches on that team. You look out. And I'm talking, he's going to flirt with double the touchdowns. He really is. So you, I, I, I'm all in on Nelson. I like the enthusiasm. I am. I'm in. I'm in on Nelson. Another guy is Baker Mayfield. Okay, nobody's talking about Baker Mayfield as the fantasy player. Nobody, and I don't know why. Because last year Baker Mayfield was very serviceable as a starter in his rookie year without Odell Beckham Jr. See, and I'm almost thinking, and I, you know, I listen to a lot of fantasy stuff. Oh yeah, read a lot of fantasy stuff. 
I think there's almost too much hype on Baker Mayfield. I, I think the opposite. The, the, I think the team is getting hyped, but the, I don't think Baker's well, getting hyped. Well, the consensus is almost like he's the number five quarterback on the board. And I think he very well could be. Could be, yes. So he's could another be. guy you draft later on. That could win. If I, he think lasts, he, uh, I think he can shine, win you a Super shiny Bowl. Shiny new car, shiny yes. new toy. He's going to go higher than he should. I think he can win you a Super Bowl. He I could. really do. He could. So, and then running back position. There's so many different running backs. We've talked about this. Okay, but I mentioned them earlier. Aaron Jones is this year's Amon Green. Okay? And I'll tell you something. Amon Green. Okay? When Amon Green had his two- or three-year renaissance out there when he was like a top-three running back in fantasy, okay, with the Green Bay Packers for a la Brett Favre, correct? Well, guess what? Aaron Jones is to Amon Green as Aaron Rodgers is to Brett Favre. There's going to be a Green Bay connection out there, a big three, of Rodgers, Adams, and Mr. Aaron Jones and I think AJ is going to have a tremendous season. I think he's going to get drafted late. Okay, not late, late because there's so much parity at the running back position and in the top two or three. But I still think he's another guy that you could target. You know, after the first few rounds, he'll probably go third round, maybe even yeah. second. I bet you people reach on him in the second because people are in love with the running back position. But I think he can win you a Super Bowl as well. Yo, man, we're already up. That's it. I'm man. all enthusiastic. Dude, I just got rolling. Like, I, uh, I, I, my juices are pumping. Yep. They really are. Listen, everybody out there, we appreciate listening, okay? Uh, check us out at Heat Ratio, at Heat Ratio Sports. If you go in there, we have a new homepage. Go check it out. Uh, powered by Simplecast. It has all of our episodes on there. Okay, you can listen to whatever you want, whenever you want. We'll be posting multiple episodes this, now every week. We're going to have the Heat Ratio Sports pod between me, John, and Dave. And we're also going to have the Heat Ratio Sports fantasy podcast i just thought about something john we kept this to an hour but just going forward because you know we have some other commitments but you know this is our own sponsored show so we don't have an hour time slot we we can go we can go longer hour we can go double hours if we wanted to i'm just i'm just saying there so you know because my fuel's jumping right now i can keep going but unfortunately, I have some parental duties that I yep. have to take care of. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's what makes the world go around. Maybe when I get to retire earlier one day, uh, we'll be able to go. We'll be able to go a little longer. I know that's what she said too. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> but anyway, listen again for your host Tony Catillo at T Catillo 23, uh, and joined always by my co-host, the the one and the only analytic monster, Mr. John Coker at PGH John 36. Guys, add us on Twitter, on Instagram, and. Anywhere you get your your uh, your podcast played, and shout out to Ian Golden, uh, the founder of the full full sports, uh, full coverage, full press coverage radio network. I'm sorry, I'm getting all messed up here. Full full press coverage. Okay, you can find us on there on Wednesdays as well. A lot of great podcasts on there too. Hook those guys up. Check out what they're saying. A lot of good fantasy talk there too as well. And for me and John, we will see you next week, and hopefully caught with an eight. All right. Doing it for the love, so now I'm doing what I want. I did it for the love of the shit.